stats of just things that God has done. And um, over the coming weeks, we're also going to be showing a few more videos. Just again, little snippets of what you've been a part of and what God's done in, in the life of the church. And it's just so encouraging. It's so good to see and to reflect on all the amazing things that, that God has done. And uh, we're starting a new series today called uh, Vision 2020. And we're wanting to, I guess, dive into the Word to explore how you and I can see the future that God has for us more clearly, both corporately as a church, but also individually in your own walk, in your own faith. And uh, this is part one, and we've got, it's going to run for a couple of weeks, and I want to encourage you not to miss a Sunday over the next three or four weeks, uh, because each of these weeks is going to build on the other. So, we're going on a journey. Uh, each week's going to build on the other. And then it leads us right up to the 29th of March, which is our Vision Sunday. And Vision Sunday is a really special time in our church where we're going to really just unpack what we feel uh, God's laid on our heart for 2020, for the next 12 months. And uh, we've got some exciting news to share with you. We've got some cool things coming up. And we've got some things that we really feel God's stirring us to be a part of. And so we're looking forward to sharing those with you guys uh, when it gets to the 29th of March on our Vision Sunday. Also part of that uh, Vision Sunday, every year we receive uh, our vision offering. And um, so we would ask that uh, as you go about the next few weeks to prepare your heart to come and uh, prepare your heart to give in that offering. It's an above and beyond offering where we really invest financially into uh, really opening the doors to see what, what we could do and expanding the work of God here. And we never want our finances to be a limitation on where we feel God leading us to go. And so this is an opportunity as a church to partner in and to work together to see the future of your church go where, where God is calling us to go. And uh, I wanna encourage you to do something just over the next three weeks as a family, uh, just pray and say, God, on that Vision Sunday, what would you have us give? Just what would you lay on our heart, Lord, to bring and to give? And then all we ask you to do is be obedient to the voice of God. That's all we, all we ask you to do. If you call Elam home, this is your home. Let's invest in what God's doing. And for Bex and I and our family, this is always the biggest offering we give every year, uh, mostly because we just so believe in what God is doing here. And we feel God's stirring us to give again generously this year. And so I wanna invite you to do the same. And we're gonna have an absolutely amazing time. 20 2020 vision, seeing clearly the future God has for us. 2020 vision is when you can see things with perfect vision. Like you got, you don't have to wear glasses like freaks like me. You can just see things absolutely perfectly and clearly. And the Bible says this in Proverbs 29, it's in your notes, it'll be on the screen, says this, where there is no vision, the people perish, but happy is he that keepeth the law. In the Amplified Version, it says this, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. There's this idea, and the Bible teaches us that where there is no vision, when you can't see where God is leading you to, when you don't have an idea of God leading you into a redemptive purpose and a redemptive vision, you'll just kind of wander aimlessly. You'll perish because you just kind of have no direction. You just wander around all kinds of everywhere. You cast off restraint. There's nothing holding you together. And you just end up somewhere. And goodness knows where that somewhere is, but it's never somewhere with intent and with purpose. It's the power of vision to take you somewhere that God is calling you to go. And I wanna say, church, that, that God has a vision for your life. 
Amen. That God has a vision for your life. God has a redemptive plan and a redemptive purpose for your life. God wants to take you from where He found you to where He's calling you to be. And it's wonderful and it's glorious and it's not without hardship and not without pain. But my goodness, it's got so much significance and purpose to it. God has a vision for your life. And, and I want to start this series, uh, we, we want to help you see clearly where God is leading you to and where God's leading us to. But I want to start this series with a, with a message I've called Vision for Freedom. And I want to start here because I believe that we will never fully see what God is leading us into and we will never fully step into our tomorrow with God until we can get beyond our yesterday. And for many people, we're so stuck in our yesterday that we fail to even move beyond that and walk forward into the great plan that God has got for us. And so I'm believing for some freedom in the house today. That's what I'm believing for. I'm believing that He who the sun sets free is free indeed. And uh, so let's, let's dive in today. If you wanna go into the future God has got for you and you wanna get some freedom, vision for freedom from your, in your life, there's a few thoughts I have I wanna share with you, a few things you're gonna need to do. My first thought is this. Number one, stop looking back. Stop looking back. If you want to go forward into the future God's got for you, you've got to stop looking back. Um, have you ever run a red light in your car? Okay, you know, you're all Christians. No one would do that in this room, would you? No. Well, I may be a man of God, but I've run a few red lights in my time. You know what I'm saying? I, hey, I have a past. So do you. I know judging in this house. You look at me like you've never done it. Some of you did it on the way here. Like you're like, that's what you were worshiping God. Lord, forgive me, Jesus. I had a red light. So like there's that moment like when you go up to a light and it's green and then it goes amber, like goes orange. And there's, that, there's two little voices. Like one's like, stop. It's the right thing to do. And the other goes, you can make it. You know, like, it's like, which one am I listening to? And, and, and you get to the, the orange light and so often I'm like, the orange just means go fast. You know, it's like green is go Red is stop, oranges go real fast. So you get to the orange light, I'm like, you can make it. You can make it. And so then I, you, like, you put your foot down because you're like, I'm gonna hit this light, I don't wanna stop. And then you realise that you're probably a little far out to, like, to make it, but then you're committed. So it's too late now. Like you just gotta go. Because if you put the brakes on now, you stop in the middle of the intersection, you look like an idiot. So you just gotta go for it. And so you go through and just as the light flicks over red and then you're like, you're freaking out. And so what you do, this is what all of us do, this is what you do. For the next two minutes, you spend the whole journey looking in your rear vision mirror, waiting for those red and blue lights to start flashing. <laughs> Theme song to cops is in your head. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? You're thinking about writing letters to your kids from prison. Like all kinds of stuff is going on in, in your mind. And like you, the, the hard thing is you struggle to see kind of where you're going because your eyes are on where you've been. And, and, and you lose your forward vision because the past has your attention. Where you've just been in your past, that's what's got your attention now. And you struggle to see the, the, where you're headed and where you're going. And for many of us, that's how we live our life. For many of us, it's how we live our life. And for many of us, it's how we live our faith. We live our life with our eyes fixed on what's been behind us. We live our eyes fixed on what happened before and, and the things that we've done and where we've come from. And we, we struggle to see where God's leading us to and where we're going because all we do is look back. We look back at our mistakes and look back at our failures and look back at all the problems and the brokenness and the offense. We look back all the time and so we can't see what's going forward. And, and 
If you're going to see where God is leading you to, you have to learn to stop looking back and stop allowing that past of you to define the future you that God is trying to create. And I love in Philippians 3.12, Paul writes these words. He says this, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess Oh, sorry, I press on to possess that perfection of which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past. Someone say, forgetting the past. Say it like you mean it, church. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Some of you here today, need to take a lesson from Paul and stop allowing your past mistakes, your past life, your past inadequacies to define your future in God. God has a redemptive vision for your life. God has a redemptive future for you. And and, and if anyone could like, for someone like Paul to say these words is amazing. And I pray it encourages you because Paul used to be called Saul, and Saul was a killer of Christians. This is the person who's writing these words, I'm forgetting my past and I'm pressing forward. He used to persecute the church, the family of God. He was a a killer of Christians, yet he can say, I do this one thing. Hey, I'm not perfect, but I, I forget the past and I press on towards the goal and the prize that Christ is calling me to. Friend, your past does not disqualify you from the plan and purpose of God. Your mistakes don't disqualify your limits. Come on, someone give God some praise. You, if you think your past disqualifies you, then you think you're bigger than God. Your, your view of God and your picture of God is far too small. He's much, much bigger. Friend, that dis- divorce does not disqualify you. That past drug addiction doesn't disqualify you. That criminal record, it doesn't disqualify you. That horrible mistake you made, it doesn't disqualify you. I wanna encourage you. Somewhere in this room today, someone, somebody, that the words of Paul will become your words. I'm not perfect and I haven't reached it yet, but here's what I do. I forget the past. I forget the past and I move forward towards the goal that Christ is calling me to. I push on, I move forward. And for some of you today, it's not even like your mistakes that hold you, your, your vision, it's your glory from yesteryear. It's like the, the great things and the achievements and even like, for, for those who've been in church for a long time, you know, it's like the glory days. Oh man, that's when God did amazing work and that's when God moved and that's when I got saved. And our eyes can be so fixed on what God did yesterday that we fail to see the new thing that God is doing today. We fail to step into what God is leading us into because all we can see is what God did before. That's why I love that we sang a new song today. And people often say, why do we sing so many new songs? Well, because I never read in my Bible, it says, sing an old song to God. I always hear sing a new song. And we sing a new song because we don't worship God out of a sense of nostalgia. We worship God out of a fresh and new and ongoing revelation of who He is and His goodness over our lives. If you wanna walk into your tomorrow, you've gotta stop looking back. Begin to look forward and see the future God has for you. Is that good, somebody? All right, number two, cut the ties. Cut the ties. Have you ever seen um, a thing called the horizontal bungee? It's like a vertical bungee, but horizontal. I know you're thinking, this guy's a genius. So glad he's our pastor. He's so intelligent. It's like a vertical bungee, 
but it's horizontal. It's like you're strapped to a bungee cord, but you're running along the ground. So the bungee is around your waist and it's pegged into the ground behind you. And then you often see it at carnivals and fairs and stuff like that, but you don't see it much anymore because health and safety has just stepped in and said, that is a bad idea. Because pretty much everyone who does the horizontal bungee almost dies. That's basically how it is. And, and so they would strap a bungee cord to you and peg it in the ground, and then they'd stick a prize out in front of you, like money or a prize or like a can of Coke or something. And they're like, you gotta run. You gotta run and try and get a hold of that prize. And so what people would do is they'd just take off, man. They'd start running, start running, start running. And the tension on the bungee builds up and builds up. And before they can quite get, get the prize, boom, ping, it pulls them back. And they come skidding backwards and go back to square one. And they get up again and they try again, ping, go backwards. And they get up again and they try again. They're straining, they're trying to go forward. They're really, really trying to go forward. But every time they get close, they just ping, get pulled back along the way. And for many of us, this is a picture of our faith. For many of us, this is a picture of our life and our, and our walk with Jesus. It's like, man, I'm trying to go forward. I really wanna go forward. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. And then ping, I'm back to square one. And then over and over again, I'm trying to go forward. And then ping, I'm back to square one. Because there's some things that are still tied to you that keep pulling you back. There's things in your life that are restricting you and pulling you and, and holding you back from going forward into the plan and purpose and the vision God has placed before you for you to walk into and you'll never walk fully into it because there's still stuff in your life that keeps dragging you back to where you were. Old behaviours, ping, back to the start. Old addictions, ping, back to the start. Old relationships, ping, back to the start. Toxic people, ping, back to the start. Unforgiveness, ping, back to the start. Offence, ping, back to the start. Bad mindsets, ping, back to the start. Old religions. Some of you've come to Christ, you've come from another religion, another background. And so you're mixing in Buddhism and New Age and all these kinds of things, and you're interweaving it with Jesus. And you wonder why you try and go forward, but you keep going backwards. It's because He's not one among many. He's the one and only. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's not... And, and, and so th these things keep pulling you back and they keep, listen, if you want freedom to go forward, you've got to learn to cut the ties with the stuff that keeps on dragging you back and you know exactly what they are and you know, know exactly who they are and they just keep pulling you back. Every time you try and go forward, you keep going backwards. The nation of Israel, when God called Israel out of Egypt, they've been in Egypt for 400 years. There's 400 years of generational bondage and slavery and God calls them out to a new vision, a new future, a promised land. And the process of coming out of Egypt was 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. And the process of that wandering was God cutting the ties with Egypt. See, the people were out of Egypt, but Egypt wasn't out of the people. And so the process of the wilderness, the journey was God cutting off the things of Egypt, giving them a new identity, a new mindset, a new way of living, a new way of being, a new way of thinking. And God was renewing them and cutting all those ties so they could step forward into the God future, the promised land, the vision that God had for their life. And I wanna say, friends, God wants to take you on a journey where the things that have hurt you and the things that are tying you and the offence and the, yes, that church that hurt you or that pastor that said that mean thing to you or that thing I did that hurt you and offended you or the thing the church didn't support you and whatever, all those things, they hold you back from really going forward. You need to learn to cut those ties off your life so that you can actually go forward into the redemptive future that God has got for you. And here's the crazy cool thing is that 
that the Bible teaches that the freedom we find on our journey from these things that hold us back, we find it within the context of community. You get free with other people. See, the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, it's not in your notes, but you can look it up and check me if you want. Fact check me, so it's not fake news. 1 John 1, 9 says this, if we confess our sins to Him, let's confess our sins to God, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you confess your sins to God, you get forgiven. And amen, I need some forgiveness every single day. Amen. I need the forgiveness of God and the grace of God because I'm a mess, right? And so we get forgiveness from our sins when we confess them to God. But check this out in James 5.16. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other that you may be healed. You confess your sins to God, you get forgiveness. You confess to one another, you find healing. It's amazing that God has designed us to do this thing of life in the context of community. And in community is where we find those ties being cut and healing coming. That's why we never shut up about small groups. Some of you are sitting going, man, you guys just talk about small groups so much. No, 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 no. Small groups, small groups, small groups, all the time. Why don't you stop talking about small groups? We won't. We can't because we believe in the power of being in a community with people and walk in a journey with somebody who's gonna pray for you every day and encourage you and stir you up and help you get freedom from the stuff that's holding you back so you can walk wholly and freely into the future God has got for you. Amen, somebody. So good. Cut some ties and begin to see clearly the future God has got for you. My third and final thought is this, and if the band can join me, that'd be amazing. Number three, Learn to bounce. Learn to bounce. If you want to get a new vision for your future and actually keep walking forward into that, learn to bounce. Now, I need my assistant. Can my assistant come? My assistant is going to help us out with this uh, little illustration here. I'd like to introduce you guys to somebody. This is Gary. Gary the Christian. Look at him. Isn't he handsome? He's a bit lean. He's a bit lean. He's been on a, he's did 21 days of fasting. So he's, he's just thinned out a little bit. Just come off that. But th- this, is, this is Gary the Christian. And, and, and look at it. Isn't he handsome? Can everyone see his smiley face? He's a good looking guy. He's awesome. This is Gary. He's, but, he, but he's a bouncing Christian. And so what happens with, with, with Gary is that no matter what comes his way, he just kind of bounces straight back up. Like he can, he, can, he can face something really difficult and then boom, he's back. He just comes back up, man. And then all this like, he messes up. He makes a mistake. I just don't want you to hit me, Gary. He makes a mistake. He gets knocked. Oh, but bang, he just, he just bounces straight back up again. Like no matter what comes his way, oh, there was a failure. Bang, oh, he's back up again. He, may, he hasn't been in church for a long time. So he feels really condemned and really, really like a bad Christian. But he just, he just keeps on bouncing back up. He's just doing an amazing thing. The problem for most of us is that when we mess up and we fall, we stay down. That's the problem. Most of us, like Gary's learned how to get back up, but most of us, we stay down. And what we do, instead of bouncing back up, we wallow. Oh man, I messed up again. I've just, I told God I wouldn't do that again. I've messed up again. And so we wallow down. I just need to stay down for a while because it's like me paying my, my penance, like punishing myself by staying down for a little while because I'm so bad. I keep saying I won't do that again. Now I'm, so, I'm just going to stay down for a little while and lament. I'm going to lament my brokenness for a while and just, just wallow. I know I'm supposed to serve God, but I'm just so useless. So I'm just going to stay down. I'm not going to serve God anymore right now just because I'm just going to wallow in my brokenness and my mistake and my pain. And so we, we, we stay down. 
rather than bouncing back up. The Bible says this in Proverbs 24, verse 16. The godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. They may trip seven times, but they will get up again. The reason most Christians that you look up to are where they are today is because they learned to bounce. It's because when they got knocked down, they didn't stay down, they learned to get up again. When they messed up, they didn't stay messed up. They chose to get up and get healed and get whole and move forward in their walk with God. Friends, stop giving up and start getting up. Some of you in this church that you're like, I don't, I'm not even worthy to sit in this church. It's got nothing to do with that. It's got nothing to do with you being worthy to sit in this church. It's got everything to do with the grace and the goodness of God over your life. And praise God you're here. Today, I'm telling you, get up. Stop sitting and wallowing and all that kind of stuff. Listen, uh, all kinds of things are gonna happen. Oh, I messed up. Oh, I messed up. Bounce. Serve God again. Keep going. Oh, I haven't been to church for ages. Bounce. I'm going to go to church today. Oh man, I haven't prayed for three weeks. Oh God, bounce. I'm going to pray again today. Man, I haven't read the Word for so long. It's just, I can't, I can't breathe. Bounce. I'm going to read the Word again today. I'm just going to get up and keep doing those things. Man, oh, I messed up. I made a big mistake. Bounce. I'm going to keep seeking God. Keep going after Him. Man, I'm just, I'm such a mess. Bounce. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? Rather than going, oh, I'm going to stay down. Just get up. I need to stay down for a few days. No, you don't. You need to get up straight away. Because the grace and the forgiveness of God is bigger than you think. It's grander than you think. And He's got a redemptive plan for you. And if you keep staying down, you'll never walk into it. And the reason the Christians you admire are where they are is because they don't let the knocks keep them down. They literally get straight up to their feet and go, well, that didn't work out, but I'm gonna serve God today. I'm gonna pray today. I'm gonna seek Him today. I'm getting His Word today. I'm gonna glorify Him today. I'm gonna serve Him today. Even though I might have messed up, I'm gonna serve Him today. I'm gonna bounce, I'm gonna bounce, I'm gonna bounce. If you wanna see clearly the future and the vision God's got for you and walk into it, friends, learn to bounce. I know this is like the weirdest point in sermon history, eh? It's like, learn to bounce. But I actually think for many of you, this could be the most profound thing that you could do in your faith, is to learn that when you mess up or if things don't go well, or if you're not hitting the mark, Rather than staying in that place and thinking, oh man, I'm so useless and blah, blah, blah. Just go, boing, I'm gonna serve God today. I'm gonna pray today. I'm gonna get in the Word today. I'm gonna get myself to church. I'm gonna do what I know I need to do. I'm just gonna bounce and get back on it. I'm not gonna let these steps take me backwards. I'm gonna keep marching forward. I'm gonna keep going to what God's got for me. You'll never walk into your tomorrow with God until you get beyond your yesterday. Stop looking in the rear view mirror that's a word for some people today. Stop letting your past define you. Your greatest mess could become your greatest message. The, the reason you can bounce is because the promise of God is that He causes all things to work together for good. For those who love Him and are called according to His purposes. You're called according to the purposes of God. So whatever goes on in your life, God can take it and weave it and make something beautiful out of something that is broken. God can make a, a message out of your mess. In fact, He'll take it a step further. He'll make it a ministry. God will cause the brokenness of your life to become the thing that He uses to bring healing to other people who are walking the journey around you. Cut off those ties and some of you need to do some work today. Whatever it takes, cut off those ties that keep bungeeing you back to the place of square one. And for others of us today, it's just learning to bounce, not to stay down and let the devil have his way. 
but give God glory and get up. Give God glory and get up. I wanna pray for you today. Can I ask everyone in this place just to bow your heads and close your eyes?